In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan, and this is your Wednesday episode. Did everybody have a good Halloween? Did, was it a spooktacular? Did you get all the candy that you wanted? If you have kids, did you steal candy from them? You gotta steal candy from your kids if you're a parent. I mean, I think that's just in the parent handbook. Well, listen, it's Wednesday. We made it halfway through the week. So as I always say, now is the time to phone it in for the rest of the week. They, you know, your employers almost expect it. And and you're coming off Halloween Halloween on a Tuesday night. They don't expect you to come in and work really hard on a Wednesday. So you got this. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope you guys, are you good? Are you good? I hope you are. Um, uh, listen, uh, this is going to be a shorter episode than usual. I've been doing like two hour episodes uh, regularly. And listen, we got a great guest today. We got Jordan Emanuel from Winter House and Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Are you kidding me? I talked to her last week in person at the Betches offices, and I got to tell you, I'm so used to doing interviews um, uh, like on like, you know, Zoom or Riverside or StreamYard or any of the other outlets that you can do, you know, like it's so weird too because of the pandemic, I was, I just got so used to interviewing people not in person, and it's been such a treat I've only been able to do it like, a, you know, just a handful of times with Betches. But I got to tell you, it's really nice to interview people in person. Now, listen, Jordan Emanuel, I mean, that's I mean, I was pretty nervous to meet her, but she was great. She was awesome. I want to thank Tara, who works with Jordan for making this happen for us. Um, and I got to tell you, I love Winter House. I think it is the perfect show. We're two episodes in. Did you guys watch the episode tonight? Which, by the way, loving Bravo's Tuesday night lineup. You got Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is back after a week's absence. And then right after that, you had Winter House. And then you got Watch What Happens Live. And tonight's Watch What Happens Live was great. You had Danny Pellegrino, who was on the show last week. And you got Miss Lisa Barlow. And that was quite a combination. Oh, my God, you guys. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City tonight. <laughs> I can't, you know, Lisa Barlow. I mean, I'm, I don't even mean to laugh. Lisa Barlow talking about her son going to Columbia. I... Listen, we're going to do a recap. Okay, this is my plan. I know I'm jumping all over the place, you guys. I don't feel that good. But here's the deal. I am going to try to get this episode finished, go to bed, wake up, pack for BravoCon, then drive to Vegas. I've got to record. uh, I I told Mary Payne uh, Gilbert from Pink Shade Podcast that I would record with her at BravoCon. And then I'm going to, this is my plan. I'm going to record the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap so I can do that and have a new episode for you. And I figured that's good, too, because I won't gamble. Like, if I'm working, I will not. And by the way, when I say gambling, I mean slots. I I think we've, ta- we've had this conversation before. I'm one of those people. I am a slot guy. <laughs> I'm a real. I'm the bad boy of podcasting. I'm the guy your parents warned you about. Yeah. I'll sit down at a Wheel of Fortune slot machine and it's over, baby. No, I get really scared. <laughs> I get scared about doing like blackjack or like any of the real manly games. <laughs> because one time I remember playing blackjack and this is when you do like a $5 minimum table, you know, like I went like $10. Man, are you fucking, what, what, what am I, King of France? What am I, Elon Musk? No, $5 table, thank you. But I would always like, I don't. 
Like, I don't really truly know the rules to, like, the, the, the big games, like, craps and all that stuff. So I remember, like, hitting when I shouldn't have hit. And then you, like, upset the professional players at the table. You're like, you shouldn't have hit. That should have been my card. You know, like, they get, have you ever been at a table like that where they get pissy? And it's just not my thing. So I, I'm El Solo. I'm El Solo. I'm El Solo Lobo, man. Like I told you, I'm a loner, a rebel. So you sit down in one of those Wheel of Fortune slots. It's amazing because you can get like a free drink and then you just keep you keep putting the quarters in. <laughs> and then, it'll, you know, sometimes it'll hit the wheel and then you get Wheel of Fortune. Doot, 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 doot. And then you hit spin the, spin the reels, spin the wheels. And then... You know, sometimes it'll give you like a shit like 25 quarters, but sometimes you can get like a hundred quarters and then you're like, holy shit, maybe I am Elon Musk. Uh, I've never won in Vegas, but I figure if I have this recap to do, I will not do anything dangerous. Also, to the people that have been messaging me saying, I hope you don't lose anything or hurt yourself during BravoCon weekend. All covered, baby. I got my Apple AirTags in the mail today. I got a backup uh, battery charger for my phone. I've registered with the police in Nevada, so they know I'm coming. So I think we're all good. Remember, if you want to follow along with our adventures, I know Meditza is coming out on Thursday to join. I think we'll be doing a baddie meetup on Friday around 5.30. We'll give you more information about that. But... Um, remember to sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I'll be leaving voice notes about everything that I'm going through, good and bad, uh, over there on the Patreon. And I am looking for, I, I have high hopes. Like I said, I have high hopes. We got some BravoCon updates today. <laughs> if anybody was going to see Ramona Singer, uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. We'll get into that in a second. But yeah, so I'm going to finish this, drive to Vegas tomorrow, do the podcast, do the recap. I mean, it's just that the, I've, I've been traveling so much, you guys. It's like LA to Arizona, back to LA, then to New York, back to uh, LA, and now to Vegas. Then I'll get back from Vegas. I'll go back to Arizona, and it's crazy. But like I said, I think until the end of the year, it's just, it's just going to be like that. And I think when I kind of realized, like this year has all been about this podcast and my mom being sick, and like, oh, okay, anybody that had seven minutes into the episode when I would bring up my dead mom, you win. <laughs> Let me know if you guessed it right, and I'll, I'll send you a prize. But I knew, I think, at the beginning of the year that things were taking a turn, so I knew this year would be about uh, working hard on the podcast and trying to be with my mom and then <clears throat> try, I'm not, don't worry, I'm not crying. I'm stuffed up. And then, um, and then uh, obviously I, I knew that she would, you know, most likely pass and then dealing with that. But you know, what's so weird about grief and stuff like that is you can't really schedule. There's this great movie broadcast news. I don't know if you guys remember it. It, uh, uh, I think early nineties, maybe William Hurt, uh, Albert Brooks, who I love and Holly Hunter, James L. Brooks, uh, directed it, but Holly Hunter is so good in it. And she would, she like would schedule nervous breakdowns. She would schedule time for herself to cry. And I think that's hard because you can't really schedule grief. It comes out in these weird sloppy areas and times. And that's what I was talking about a couple weeks ago, uh, in terms of wearing your emotional spanks is that I've been wearing like these emotional spanks that I try to pull up as far as I can on my body. But then sometimes I'll get a little tear in my emotional spanks and a little thing will pop out of my gut of like loathing and sadness. And you can't really, you're like, oh, I got to get my spanks tighter. Kim, where did, when are you going to make emotional, uh, emotional skims to hold all of our feelings in? And everybody says, you know, you got to let your feelings out and stuff like that. But if you're trying to work, if you're trying to keep something going, it's hard so I kind of just have this in my mind, and I could be wrong, is that I just got to work super hard until the end of the year and just hope everything falls into place. A lot of people were uh, wondering about my dad. So today was my parents' 53rd wedding anniversary, and I couldn't be with my dad. I was on Jeff Lewis Live this morning over at SiriusXM, which I'll talk about in a second. By the way, if you want to skip right to the Jordan interview, there's a timestamp just to let you know up front. Uh, and also, if any new Jeff Lewis uh, live listeners are trying to show out for the first time, welcome. Hi. Um, so it was the anniversary, and I was I was worried I didn't sleep well last night because I think I was a little nervous about Jeff, and I was thinking about my parents, and I was kind of 
you know, reliving parts of their marriage in my head. And, uh, so I was thinking about him and, you know, I woke up super early and I was texting with my dad and he was sending me pictures already. And I was like, Oh no. Uh, so I sent my dad like a big barbecue dinner, you know, like I was like, okay, I'll load him up with food. And, uh, he was very confused. <laughs> he texted me and my sister. He was like, did somebody send me barbecue? That's a horrible dad imitation. And I was like, yeah, no, I did. And, uh, cause I know I was, I was texting. I don't think my dad listens to the show, but I was texting my sister separately. I love all those, you know, if you guys have been in situations like this, you have like 30 different text threads with different family members and different little iterations of family members. Like this one's my dad, my sister, and me. This one's just me and my sister. This one's just me texting myself. Like there's all of these different ones. So me and my sister were texting on the side going like, you know, how is he? And she's like, listen, I, you know, invited him over, but then he wanted to be alone today. And I think today obviously was a very, very tough day for him. But, you know, as people say, it's it's good to, uh, it's good to feel these things, right? It's healthy. You got to have those moments where you let yourself feel really badly about the situation. And, and, and hopefully in some ways, it's like going to the stupid gym where you build up some sort of tolerance some sort of stupid muscle that you're like, okay, I got through this day, but I think it's that thing where you just want to let, you know, somebody that you love a lot know that they are so loved, you know, is that like, you know, I, when I was going to New York, I'm like, dad, do you want to go to New York with me? Do you want to go anywhere that I go? You are welcome to go. And he's just not been ready for that. And for his birthday, I bought him, uh, an airline ticket to New York, which I don't think we'll be able to get to until like March. I think that'll be the time. But I've like thought things in my head of like, uh, maybe get him a dog for Christmas. But I know, you know, I was like going to do that like a month ago, but I know he said he wasn't even ready for that, but maybe, uh, I don't know. I just know how my mind can be and how I can get in funks and my mind will jump from like A to Z immediately instead of A to B logical thinking. And so I sometimes put that on my dad as well of, you know, like, I hope he realizes, you know, like, I know his love is gone that he spent the majority of his life with, but, you know, maybe consider this bonus time of this time that you could do anything with. And I know he does have a strong belief in the afterlife where he'll be reunited with my mom. And if that is the case, consider this, this bonus time, you know, and I know that's sad, but do the things that you might've always wanted to do that my mom <laughs> my, my mom complained about loudly, you know, hell smoke in the house. If you want to <laughs> like do whatever, you know, I mean, don't go crazy, but you know what I'm saying? Hey guys, thank you for letting me talk about this out loud. I didn't plan on talking about this. Uh, I really, uh, you know, what's so fun about the show for me is that sometimes you will just turn on the mic and go, I have no idea what's going to come out. I just need to finish this thing. And then it's really nice because something, you know, it's just really nice to say this stuff out loud. Um, so thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve.
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, so I did Jeff Lewis live today, which is so, this is the second time I did it. And, uh, you know, I, I do get nervous. And I was on with a new, I was on with Justin Martindale last time and he was super funny. I'd never met him before. Super nice guy. And today I was on with Zach Noe Towers and I'd never met him before, but it's such an interesting, cool operation they got. And I'm such a geek for that kind of stuff, just because I did grow up on like morning drive time radio. And I really love that. So his operation is really interesting because it seems like he has like a cast of characters around him and he kind of just talks about his life and stories in the news. And it's just kind of like, it's like riffing. It's riffing. It's like, this is what you do with your pals. Uh, I mean, Shane Douglas, his assistant and right-hand guy, he's in the studio. You got Jameson, who runs the board. He's in the studio. And it's just, it's very interesting looking at that whole environment and seeing where you can fit in. Um, but it's, I mean, it's interesting. I And I always just hope that, like, I... Whoever I work for, I just want to do good, whether it be Betches, whether it be like, I just want to make sure that I do okay for whoever takes a chance on me. Like that, like, okay, did I put, did I put a couple funnies in there? Did I do it right? But anyways, I think it went good. I think they're actually going to have me back already. And they invited me to their BravoCon party on Thursday. Which is super exciting. I think Sutton's going to be at that party, you guys. I say, I say, I might meet Sutton on Thursday. And you know, I'll ask her. I'll be like, how is Santos? Oh, Santos, my horse. Oh, Ryan, when I look into his horsey eyes, I'll say, Santos, give me the strength to, to talk and do scenes with Erica Jane. I say, I say. So I'll be So hopefully, but I got to do that party on Thursday and then go over and see Amy Phillips, um, cabaret show, which is really exciting. And then I think there's an after party with Mary Payne from picture. So that's like Thursday night. And then Friday I have to do some, I don't have to, I, uh, like wake up early to go to this, um, is it Clorox with dry bar? Clorox with dry bar is having like a pre- blowout for your hair and like breakfast and they sent me like an uber thing like for a free uber over there but like i said the other day like i don't even, i didn't even know guys could get a blowout and then they were like yeah guys can and i was like okay so what does that mean does that mean my hair is gonna be like like huge it's gonna be like a huge afro like does it blow it out where it's like make it really big hair do they like does a blowout mean style do they put like mousse in it and stuff like do i shower there do I go dry? I've never done a blowout or even considered doing a blowout. So I want to make sure that I do a good blowout. Like, you know what? I'm going to come in cold, not knowing what a blowout is. So that that's like the first couple of days at BravoCon. And then there's a lot of good panels on Friday. You got Summer House. You got Vanderpump Rules. You got Ask Andy, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Lewis. It's going to be a mess, man. That Summer House and especially that Vanderpump Rules, it's going to be wild. Which, by the way, did anybody watch Dancing with the Stars? If you weren't out trick-or-treating, Ariana killed it. She got like two nines and a 10. Uh, Bruno gave her a 10 and she took number one. Like she has a real shot of winning this damn thing. Now there's going to be a spoiler alert. So if you don't want to know, maybe fast forward a minute. I don't even know what that means in terms of podcasting. I don't think fast forward exists. Just skip. Uh, they sent home Mauricio. So man, Mauricio got sent home finally. I get like, oh, love bean. You cannot get any more tattoos. Like people did not like him using the word love bean. And so they voted him off of Dancing with the Stars. They didn't like that. And they probably didn't like him holding hands with his dance partner, even though he did like an eight minute apology video where he's like, no, when you're dancing with somebody, it's a very close environment and a very friendly and we support each other. And I'm telling you, you usually don't hold hands. Um, I mean, unless, you know, Unless I was one of his daughters or something, or somebody that he's dating or romantically involved with. Uh, there was a couple blinds this week, too, that says, like, this uh, Beverly Hills house husband and dance person has a couple of relationships cooking. Those blinds, I mean, they're fun, but I just, I can't ever do a blind show because I would just feel too guilty. And a lot of those just turn out to be wrong, but it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. So, yeah, Mauricio's gone. And I wonder if Kyle's like... Ah, take that, Mauricio. I'm going to get a tattoo to celebrate. <laughs> ha, 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 
So, man, big night. Big night for television. Big night. Um, Let's see. What else? Oh, that's it. Okay, so Ramona, you guys. You know this Ramona singer from Real Housewives of New York? So we had the Reality Reckoning, Vanity Fair article. Um, and that came out. And in it, there is a section in regards to Ebony K. Williams from the last season of Roni before the switchover. And said <clears throat> that Ramona used the N-word. And the producer was aware of it and that there was an internal investigation that came up inconclusive. But here is where this knucklehead Ramona Singer, she was texting like a page six reporter to say, take this part out of it. Like, and then she goes, I never said the, and she like the N word, she's like texting and she writes N I G. She's like, I never said N-I-G. Like, she can't even keep herself from almost saying it on a text message. Like, my God, Ramona. Like, you can't, like, what? So uh, she has been quietly removed from the BravoCon lineup, which is, I totally understand, but also I think in a way it's a little unfortunate because I would personally like to see her answer for this shit, you know? And not run around, not blame editing. I would like her to face an audience and answer for some of her behavior. And I think it would go a long way in terms of this audience and people, um, I mean, of course us, but also people of color that have had to deal with her antics like Ebony K. Williams, but also the audience that has been like, what are you doing, woman? There is no place for this in 2023. So, uh, I, you know... But I listen, this is thank you, Bethany Frankel. But I I mean, I would have liked to have seen her answer for it. At this point, I'm like, will we even see Ultimate Girls Trip? Like they can't edit Ramona completely out of that. But I do want to hear what she has to say for herself. I think there is a world in which we can have that conversation as responsible adults. I mean, Andy can even lead that conversation. But I'm curious now. Like, we've been hearing about this for years. It's come and it's reared its ugly head once again. And that ugly head is Ramona. And you got to answer for it. But I will say, this is funny. So there was that other quote in the Reality Reckoning article that Ebony K. Williams, uh, <laughs> that Ebony K. Williams, uh, about like F. Bethany Frankel, you think I'm going to let some white girl uh, speak for my experience with a billion dollar corporation? And she said this in the article, and I thought it was just, it was a great quote in the article. because I, And I thought it gave, actually, Ebony's story a lot of weight when she's like, listen, I'm not being, like, wooed by Bethany Frankel. My issue is not to do with, you know, Bethany's reality reckoning. So anyways, there was this, uh, Bethany thought she was being all sly and went into the DMs and Instagram, and it turns out that Ebony had DM'd her uh, saying, hey, we met on a private flight from Palm Beach to New York City a couple of years ago. Just thanking you for consistently using your platform for tangible change. And then, uh, okay, so that was, guess what date that was? It was June 3rd, 2020. June 3rd, 2020, okay? And then in August, uh, two months later, no, I'm sorry, August 18th, two years later, August 18th, 2022, Bethany goes, wow, I never saw this. Thanks and sorry I'm so late. So she never saw that original DM from two years ago, which is fine. I have don't open, I would say, 60% or more of my DMs. So I, that does naturally happen where you just don't see things and they build up and they give you anxiety and you just don't deal with it. Um, so then Saturday at 9.17 a.m., Bethany goes, do you have a minute? So Bethany posted this like, girl, you reached out to me, Ebony, and now you're telling me to fuck off, that kind of thing. So Ebony saw that Bethany had posted this in her stories. So Ebony posted it in her stories and wrote, at Bethany Frankel, tried it, pulling out a receipt from three years ago, back when you focused on philanthropy instead of thirst trapping on other people's hardships. And then she hashtagged go to sleep, hashtag still on red. And I'm like, hell yeah, because that's kind of my point. I've been trying to like talk to you guys about it. And I think most of you see what I'm talking about. Some, some of you don't though, but it is, there is a thirst element to Bethany. And it's like, when things don't go her way, then she tries to out you or blast you. But in this point, like, and I'll say it like in 2020, 
we were all pretty on Bethany's side. Like, Bethany was pretty solid. Whatever's happened to Bethany in these last two years has seemed, like, very intense. And I don't even mean just the reality reckoning, but, you know, the pivoting to social media influencer, the eating with your mouth open constantly. <laughs> constantly on TikTok. You know, she seems to be going through something, but I thought this was very interesting. Um, I did have a little bit of a back and forth with Ebony, um, not to get her on the show, but we did uh, exchange some DMs. I will be interested to see what comes of this. Like I said, by the way, I think I'm going to be on Kiki Monique's Pop Crime podcast, which is also with Betches. I'm so proud of Kiki. I did a little interview with her today, which should be out, I think, this week, but we go into this a little bit more. So I highly recommend going and checking out her podcast, but I'm just more curious. Okay. Where do we go with this? Also, I had heard, I finally got a little bit of a confirmation that this article initially was supposed to come out this Friday, the first day of BravoCon, and that did not happen. And it came out Monday instead. So I thought that was an interesting confirmation. Uh, take whatever you want from that. Um, so I thought that was great. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, have you guys all read it yet? Are you going to, I love that when people see a lot of writing, they're like, well, good luck with all that. Let me know when it, let me know when that Vanity Fair article comes out on audiobook. until then I will not be reading. So no, but you should read it. I think it's worth it. It's going to be a lot less shocking than I think any of us expected. So that's that. Also, thank God we are on the last night of celebrities dressing up in Halloween costumes. I've been talking about that the last couple of days and I gotta tell you, it's one of the things that I miss the most about pandemic was celebrities were still obviously hanging out with each other, but they felt too guilty to post about it. So we didn't see any of these costumes. Now, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's like, oh, that's actually cool. But then sometimes the Halloween thing by actual Halloween, I am so fed up. Heidi Klum seems to have co-opted Halloween like Mariah Carey does Christmas. And I don't mean that in a I love Mariah Carey and Christmas, but I'm saying Heidi Klum has tried to be like the queen of Halloween all of a sudden. So it was like Heidi Klum getting into makeup. There were like literally warnings. Like, are, like, am I supposed to alert somebody? Like, is this the biggest deal ever? I talked about Haley Bieber doing very specific costumes. Well, today, it's not just one costume anymore, folks. It's a week of costumes. It's like the people that don't have a birthday anymore. They have a birthday week or they have a birthday month. It's like the birthday is the birthday, period. But Halloween should just be Halloween. I maybe will make an exception for one party. But these celebrities, it makes it seem like they don't have anything else under the sun to do. And then you have Haley Bieber. And by the way, you guys could be totally against me on this because I know... I'm obviously older and I just don't, I mean, I just, Haley Bieber did a Mean Girls photo shoot. She did all the characters in Mean Girls and that's fine. But once again, Halloween in my head will always be trying to get candy, period. And I think all these costumes that I was seeing today involved graphic design, you know, involved like putting themselves on posters. And then I think it was Chloe Bailey and her boyfriend, did like Whitney and Bobby Brown at like the American Music Awards and they had like an American Music Awards backdrop and I just thought that's where that's going to be so hard to go door to door to get candy you're going to have to drag that backdrop around like it's oddly specific moments in celebrities lives it seems to be the new thing do you guys know what I'm talking about like I'm just saying like it's not even big celebrity moments it's not even like Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande walking out of the hotel room with Ariana Grande sucking on the lollipop to me that is an iconic image which by the way Julian Baker Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus from the band Boy Genius dressed up as that and they looked brilliant also side note since I'm on a roll uh, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday Saturday Night Live, Timothy Chalamet will be hosting and Boy Genius will be the musical guest. So that is an explosion of youthful pop culture. This Kris Jenner, man. Did Kris Jenner help Bad Bunny get on us? I just assume Kris Jenner now does everything for any of the Kardashian-Jenner boyfriends because she got Tristan Thompson on ESPN as a spokes guy. And now I feel like, uh, did she get Bad Bunny on there on SNL? And now did she get Timothy Shall? I just assume she's involved in this. But anyways, to me, that's an iconic image of Pete and Ariana walking out. But some of these celebrities are picking the smallest, tiniest image like Ariana Grande and her friend, they were doing like showgirls. Like, I love the movie Showgirls, but it's like they were like dressing up as like scenes where Nomi, Elizabeth Berkeley's character, is just eating fries on a table. And I'm like, we are going way too specific. I don't want to be a bah humbug, but do you know what I'm saying? 
Like Barbie and Ken, sure. You know, very popular movie. Got it. But if you know, I just I want to know what happened. I want to know why we are getting this specific and if it's necessary. And if you have to log on to some sort of Google search to explain your costume to just a bystander, then I think maybe it's maybe we should just create another holiday of just non-specific celebrity interactions in movies and we'll just move all that shit to that day. But Halloween, maybe we should all just kind of know what you're dressing up as. I know this is unpopular opinion. I can already hear you guys potentially yelling. If everybody's having fun, let them have fun. But I'm sorry. No, I'm tired. I'm not going to let everybody have bah humbug, whatever that Halloween version of that phrase is. Anyways, but what did you guys dress as? Did anybody do anything crazy? Uh, I will say, I do like scrolling. I'm at the age where I like scrolling and seeing all the people I follow on Instagram, their kids, and what they dressed their kids up as. You know, like I saw this one uh, person, they made their kids dress up as like uh, the evil character from Terminator 2. Like it had like these like special effects bullet holes in it. And like when the guy's like turning to metal and I was like, that's a make the kid looked like he was like five or six. Like, you know, there's no way this kid was like, let me dress as Terminator too. No, like, you, you know, the parents forced that on the kid. And I think that's acceptable, but I, I got a kick out of that. But I got to say, I do find it extremely cute to see a lot of your kids and what you've dressed them as. And that is because I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. I like that kind of stuff. That's what a bad boy likes. So anyways, you guys, what a fun top of show. And now we've got an amazing guest. Uh, she seems like she she's really got her stuff together. Jordan Emanuel. I, I'm really excited to see her progress in the Bravo sphere and the Bravo universe to see what good she does with these, uh, these opportunities she's getting on the show. Uh, this is the second time she's been on the show. The first time she was with two of her castmates from Summer House Martha's Vineyard, which I think is excellent and you should check out. But she is now on Winter House. And I got to say, I was nervous to meet her in person, but she was extremely nice. She was fun. I hope to bump into her at BravoCon. I know she's doing an activation with, uh, she talks about it in this. So make sure to keep an eye out for her. But she was great. We get to talk about her moment in the hot tub with Alex, which I keep talking about. The One of the most awkward hot tub scenes I've ever seen. But ladies and gentlemen, here she is for your Wednesday episode, the star of Winterhouse, Jordan Emmanuel. Wish me luck at BravoCon, and I hopefully will talk to you on Thursday with a Salt Lake City recap. Bye, you guys. Welcome back to So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. Today, we have a star with us. I am so excited to be in studio. I'm in studio in New York with our next guest. Now, I got to speak with her and a couple of her castmates from Summer House Martha's Vineyard uh, when it first premiered, but now the Bravo planetary system has taken her in, and she is in the new season of Winter House, which just premiered. You will now have seen the second episode at this point, and I got to tell you, I am loving it, and I love her. I think we all do. She had potentially one of the most awkward scenes in the first episode in a hot tub that I've ever seen, and I've seen things involving water like the movie Jaws, and this was worse than Jaws. Uh, she's also a DJ. She has a nonprofit. She's going to be at BravoCon. She's amazing. The one and only Jordan Emmanuel. Jordan, thank you so much for being here. What an intro. I can keep going. I, I mean, can keep going. I, I might request that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like so funny when I was doing research, and I was like, it's always funny talking to these people and how much you have going on even besides the Bravo of it all. Yeah. I like to be busy. I mean, it sounds like you are. Was that yeah. ever a concern about getting on any type of reality series of, is this going to help everything that I'm doing or could it potentially hurt? Yeah. I mean, I'm a Capricorn, so I've always <laughs> got my business boss girl mode on. Um, and of course, I want to use this platform to elevate the things that I'm doing. So that definitely was always in the back of my mind. But also, I'm only filming for, you know, two and a half, three weeks at a time for both of these shows. So it doesn't really take away from anything else that I'm doing either. So it's funny as the viewer, though, we look at it and we're like, this is their entire life. Right. And I get so many comments like that. And I'm like, you do realize this. you're just seeing me on vacation. Like you're, you actually have no idea what my normal day to day life looks like, but go off. Well, I mean, so we loved you on the first season of Martha's Vineyard. I thought that show worked so well. You guys can binge all of the episodes, um, obviously, but I thought it was so great. And I was so excited you guys got a second season me too. because you really showed, even when I thought the initial like actual summer house, I 
thought it's kind of dipped sometimes. Mm. You guys really strengthened that in terms of relationships, friendships, um, and and where you ended the season where I wanted to see more. Were you excited how that all played out? Yeah. I mean, I definitely had a breakdown. Yeah. Or a breakthrough. I'm going to say it was a breakthrough. breakthrough. Capricorn breakthrough. That part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite an interesting experience, especially because we all had such close relationships going into it, at least the majority of us Which is did. what I love. Right. Um, but sometimes that can be heavy too, because you do have so much history and we are going through so many changes that navigating, you know, different people getting married, babies, jobs, changes, moving, you know, everything that was going on. It's like tough to to have that play out in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, so I am looking forward to this next season because we have more parties. Like it's warmer. We're out. Are they in making the hot you dress in more costumes like they do in Winter House? Well, I love a costume. <laughs> so I had a really fun themed party that you have to be on the lookout for. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Um, they approached you then to do Winter House. Was there any trepidation, or was there an immediate heck yeah, I want to do that? I'm a I'm a I'm a try everything once type of chick. Yeah. So I immediately was like, okay, I'm on my way. Now, I can't you, snowboard, but I'm on my way. Dude, if I have to hear Kyle talking about shredding the gnar <laughs> one more time, I'm going to lose it. Um, <laughs> did he, he never taught you how to shred the gnar? Yeah, he was on the advanced uh, <laughs> side. I was on the little bunny hill hop. Oh my God, my knee would go out immediately. Um, you're in this house. Do you know who's coming before you get there? Not really. Other than Danielle... And Kyle and Amanda, I did not know who was going to be at the house. So it was kind of a surprise as yeah. people were getting there. You have Brian, uh, Brian Benny, of course. You have Alex from Below Deck. You have Malia mm -hmm. and Katie from Below Deck. So it's a really good blend of all of these things. And I think a lot of people will sometimes go, oh, I don't know why they're doing I love seeing all of these people in a different element. I was really happy about it personally because I was going into it having just filmed Summer House Martha's Vineyard without it coming out. So I still oh, that's hadn't... What, okay, that's what I was... Yeah. Okay, cool. I still hadn't gone through the whole process of seeing everything and the reception. I hadn't done any of that. So to me, it was like I was still the new kid coming into the situation. And I was intimidated a little bit coming into like what felt like veterans. <laughs> and so I was happy that they switched everything up because I wasn't just alone in that. It was yeah. like Brian was coming from Family Karma. Alex was coming from Below Deck. Like people were coming from different places. So there wasn't all like previously like solidified yeah. relationships and you didn't have the craig and the austin and like the southern charm of it all that they were bringing like they put those in the initial seasons of winter house so it was great that they added all of this new vibrancy right. to it um but of course i think you watch vanderpump rules yeah. and a lot of the stuff in the first episode talks about scandoval because mm. schwartz is going to be there mm -hmm. and sandoval was supposed to be there so it's this is he coming what's going to happen when he comes danielle obviously has feelings about this what were your feelings uh as somebody that watches vanderpump mm. about scandoval and schwartz coming in did you already have a preconceived notion of tom schwartz no not really i think for me i just was hoping he would be in a good place to where it wasn't carrying over to our vacation and it wasn't. You're like, I'm, I'm here. Like I said, this is my vacation. Right. Do I'm, not ruin Please. It. Like we're here to turn up and have a good time. And I didn't want him to come in and be stressed. And then we all be bogged down by it. But that was not the case at all. Were you worried that Tom Schwartz was going to hit on you? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a quick no. That I didn't even think about that. I would have been like, is this guy going to, well, because that's the interesting thing too. It's very like schoolyard is yeah. that the cast starts going like, would you make out with this person? Would yeah. you make out with this person? And I kind of love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the first episode, you get hit on two times that we see yep. <laughs> you get Brian in yep. a hallway mm -hmm. and then Alex in the jacuzzi. And by, with Brian, it was so, this guy, I just feel, I don't know. He just comes off like a nerdy puppy dog. I mean, how is that to be hit on him in that moment? Well, let him tell it. He said he only went for it 30%. So it doesn't count as a oh, full, full rejection. I gave you 30%. I was like, you did. You did. And it <laughs> fell flat. And it's okay. Now, Alex gave 120%. Oh, he it's, went for it. So He went for it. You guys, if you haven't seen this and you can binge right now, it's only two episodes in. <laughs> Alex does. I mean, I've watched this scene now so many times and I'm going to put the Jaws music underneath it because it's like, da da da. you get in there and you are just having a jacuzzi. There right. is a, maybe a little tiny flirtation that sure. you would have entertained. Yeah. But then he's like, 
You're so flipping beautiful. Yeah. And you, that's the reality. That's what you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I. Well, cause I just, we had just met. And so, you know, coming from Martha's Vineyard, I had just ended celibacy, like literally recently from when we were filming Winter House. So I wasn't going to get down like that the first night. Like, And you talk about that in The Talking Head, which yeah. I thought was amazing. I was like, she actually has a plan for her own self. Yeah. I mean, that's truly what we want. Yeah. But also this guy, like first night in at the hot tub, and it's like a compliment's fine. And you go, yeah, thank you. And then he's like, yeah. And he starts yeah. looking at you, which I can't imagine from your, like, <laughs> his goggle, glassy eyes. And then he moves in. And yeah. did they slow that down at all? No, that was real life. Like, he really was moving. It's so <laughs> slow. And you guys, she does not move at all until he gets right there in the face. And you just left your, you just put your head to the left. And it, by the way, I said this on my show. I said, it looks like you are so practiced on leaning your head to the left. Like so many people <laughs> have probably tried to kiss you in some awkward moment that you were like the old left, the yeah, old it's, left. It's happened before. Yeah. It's happened before. But yeah, I didn't want to give him like the hard reject. Um, Cause I, I, I love Alex so much. He's the funniest person and he's so sweet, but yeah, he was turned that night and he was just, he, he had no shame. He and then no the next shame. morning, he's just like, hey, what, what right. happened? Good morning. Hey. Back to, forgot all about it. I, th- that's one of my questions. Did he really forget all about it? Or was like, my best move is to say I forgot about it? I don't think he remembered everything, to be <laughs> honest with you. He was pretty lit. Now, we did, were all pretty lit. Did you watch back the first episode? Yes. Now, then he goes out with Dan. Well, the, yes. you guys are skiing. And then right. Danielle, he starts putting a little bit of a light move. And Danielle right. was like, yo, dude. Pick one at a time here or something, which I thought was great. Yeah. But we see in the trailer that potentially things happen with them as well. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Now, I don't know what you can answer on this is Mm -hmm. that we see potentially that you might entertain a mild flirtation with Corey Kiefer, who is no longer wearing the pearl necklace, which I don't know if you, he used to wear a pearl necklace. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you might entertain a mild flirtation, but yeah. then we have Malia, mm-hmm. who in the preview, we see literally hop on him like it's a carousel horse. Not a carousel horse. Like, like, like literally like went for the lip and like bit down on it, it seems like. And then at the end of the second episode, we see the trailer for the third episode yeah. and you are getting comforted by Alex and in, er, yeah. you're in tears. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm going to blame it on Altitude. Altitude is a real thing. Well, I just wasn't clear what his relationship status was. And we weren't really getting a clear answer at that time. So to me, I was like, this is the one person who's not on my dick in this house. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let me see. Like, let me see a little makeout maybe. Like, I love it. The one person that is not in a hot tub, like slow mowing me, I will be willing to (laughs) give a chance. So I was like, okay. And he wasn't saying outright, you know, what was going on. I don't think he knew at that point. I don't think they had established it. So Malia and I both were kind of like, well. I'll race you. And then she hops on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this about Corey. They have a couple of scenes where you guys are asking him a direct question. And it does seem like that kind of typical guy thing of like, I don't know, because I think he would enjoy the possibility of potentially a makeout or hooking out, hooking up with another castmate. I mean, he behaved. He behaved. Okay, sh- that's I, you'll see. I, I shoot my shot and get shot down. What? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. You know, I'm. I these apo- things happen. I, I tried. I tried. These things happen. I like that Alex was the one comforting you in slow yeah. motion. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so then, uh, you know, Kyle, Amanda, Amanda's not in the show yet. Uh, I think she fell ill. So she'll be in there. Was there anybody that you just loved from the get go? Like, this, this is my girl or guy for. I really loved everybody. Um, I think it took me a minute to get out of my own head. I I feel like I was very much like self-conscious and just not really knowing where I fit for a little bit. Um, But at one point we really just became a really dysfunctional family. That's what we want. That's what we want. Truly. Um, I love Casey. She was also very new to everything. She's like a pro skier. Now Casey's Danielle's friend, right? Yeah. Who's also, I think she's like Bitcoin or crypto mm-hmm. or something. Crypto. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that I know nothing about crypto and I yeah. want to keep it that way. Yeah. I'm like, wow, <laughs> she's either really rich or really not. Yeah. 
Um, and by the way, she's talking in the first episode. She's like, I don't want to make out with somebody or something. What if you fart in front yeah. of them? I was like, what? That I mean, this is That's amazing. That's very Casey. And would... you'll see more of her when she is one of a kind. Malia, I love too. Um, after we got over our little hiccup. And Katie, you never watched Below Deck. Like you, I, no, did I you ever find out like why people give her a hard time? She told me about it, but She's I've like, never I watched. ratted on somebody about volume on a boat. Well, that's not quite what she said, but <laughs> she said that, you know, people were upset. Um, we see Schwartz get in there and he obviously is like, oh, I needed this so badly. Oh. Um, and then we get in the ground. Exactly. <laughs> and then we see, uh, you know, he's potentially flirting uh, with Katie Floody in the second episode. And we see that potentially things happen. Was it interesting to be around him when he really was in the heat of this scandal that you know, Bravo, it just exploded. Yeah. I mean, was literally that the week before that's what I'm saying. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I was, I remember watching his walk and talk air airport video that some TMZ guy did. And it was one of the most bizarre things I'd ever seen. And I know it was in a really wild place. Do you think going to winter house was a good thing for him overall? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like he was able to check all the baggage for the most part at the door and really kind of clock in with us. Um, and he was definitely as present as he possibly could. He did have to go back to shoot the reunion and then come back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And that reunion was brutal. Those were his words exactly. We were like, how did it go? He's like, that was the seventh layer of hell. But that's what I like. I like that we actually get to see like, okay, this universe, a shared universe that the fans get to see mm -hmm. like, okay, so you're just coming off Martha's Vineyard and now you're here. And then I love it that I know then you go back to film the second season yeah. of Martha's Vineyard. Did you bring anything that you learned in the winter house into the second season of summer house? Like, cause you're around these pros like Kyle and all of these people. Are they teaching you little tricks? I mean, they taught me a lot. <laughs> uh, I will say that they taught me a lot and I definitely brought a lot of that energy um, and just a lot of that lightheartedness. At least I tried to the house, especially like with our parties and things like that and just having a good time. Definitely. How are you in a mirror this season? We're good. I you're mean, good? we're good. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, no, I'm, as far as I know. Yeah, no, no, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about it. Relate. No, we'll, we'll see that in the second season. Now you are going to BravoCon this week. Yep. Are you excited for BravoCon in Vegas? I am excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm yeah. excited. It's going to be insane. It's going to be a time. And I love Vegas. I'm 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 there all the time. I love to gamble. Oh boy. So you'll see me at the roulette table. If she asks for money this week, you guys, <laughs> just she's good for it. Just give her the money. Ask her where the It's you know, an investment. Yeah, it's an investment. <laughs> she's not gonna do Bitcoin or crypto, but she will gamble your money away in Vegas. That's what I'm scared about is that like, you know, making bad decisions at three in the morning in terms of just gambling. That just stays in Vegas. There are no bad decisions. We no. just don't bring them home with us. There's bad decisions, believe me. <laughs> um uh you talk about uh in the one of your talking heads about I like a guy with big baller energy. Yeah. You know, I like a guy that like takes control. Um, is there, and this is the obvious question you always get asked, is anybody on Bravo have that energy? Does anyone have anything that would be willing to step up and impress you? Mm. No. No. Uh, not from what I've seen, at least. But I haven't met everybody, so I don't know. Okay, you got to stay away from Austin. He's, he's going to try to hook up with you. Did he already I, try? No, I just saw him. Well, we haven't formally met, but he was at the party the other night. He was at the after party. Okay. And he didn't, I didn't he's, even get, to, I didn't he's even laying the groundwork. That's just, that's how he moves. So I listen, <laughs> we, we, we see these shows. That's what, we, um, you did have the premiere party for winter house the mm -hmm, other night yeah. and there was press releases or like page six already while the par party was still going on. No, that was on. crazy was because the big news was that Carl Radke showed up mm -hmm. from Summer House and Lindsay Hubbard was there to support Danielle mm -hmm. and they were potentially in the same room and then there was like an eyewitness of like, he walked to the left room and she stayed there. What actually went down? Nothing. I mean, they are adults, you know what I mean? And the party was about their friends and they kept it that way. And so, of course, they're not going to sit there and have like a conversation, Grant, with everything that's going on. Yeah, there's like um, no, in the no drinks are going to be thrown. No. So, you know, they just went their separate ways. He was actually leaving, I think, when she was coming in. So there was no, like, banter. There was no tension. Like, So you couldn't feel like, like the tension, you could cut it with a knife. You didn't feel that. Absolutely not. Okay. No. See, that's what, I mean, we got to demystify these things because page six made it sound like it was like Oppenheimer. Like, no. it was insane. No. 
over fine. You know what I mean? Like they said hello. We took our pictures. We gave our hugs and they went with their different, you know, crews. Yeah. And that was it. Wow. Because that was the first time we've seen Carl since all of this broke. And I really appreciate that Carl did not make this is not turned into no. another scandal. Thank goodness. Absolutely not. No, I just think it's a sad situation. And I think there are two people that cared about each other. And it's, you know, it's sad. It's very real. And it's very real. And so there's no reason to bring messiness, you know, into it. It's just. I think that's where Bravo comes in. Really. That's yeah. they've met. Well, I mean, speaking of that, you know, you are a fan of these shows or you watch certain shows. You're a fan of the Housewives. And mm-hmm. I know Beverly Hills, which you haven't watched the premiere yet, no. um, but get ready. Uh, because there's a lot of stuff with Mauricio and Kyle and okay. potentially PK and Dorit. Oh. Um but these real events happen, and then it's interesting to see how a show like this, um, you know, brings that story to the audience. Right. And then we do look at these, you know, page six, these parties, we fill in these blanks like, oh, my gosh, it must have been like an episode of TV. And then it's just like, no, they're adults. They yeah. left. And, I'm, you know, it's a very real situation. But are you sometimes now seeing how it actually all gets made, sometimes fascinated of like how these things appear on Bravo to the reality of how they actually are. Yeah. That was very interesting to learn how like in real time, something that we don't even look at as significant becomes significant. Yeah. And then it comes, it's like a life of its own a little bit. So it is, it is something to get used to. Well, that's what I was thinking of. Like what happens when, if you know, you actually do get into a relationship would you be willing to share the ups and downs of those relationships? Because it's so private and you seem like such a put together person Mm -hmm. and you're there for a good time. I mean, would you ever allow yourself to get, I mean, like it's, you know, Alex is messy, but you like remain so like kind of collected and like a queen in that scene. I mean, do you get sometimes worried about what the future holds for you on reality television? No, I'm not worried at all. I don't, again, because the capacity of my shows, I'm only there for, two and a half weeks. I don't see. Yeah, you can't like do it like a three year relationship in two and a half weeks. No. So, um, I don't know how that would work. I'm still very single. So I don't even know that that's something that I really think about. Although I don't really claim my men. Like I, I don't, Wait, I, I can't mean? even imagine I would even post them on Instagram. Like the way I would post them is it'd be like, sweatshirt like <laughs> gloves like you would from the back like hugging and you just a see little my bit hand of a, like a, a pinky like finger you wouldn't even no, not even the pinky unless it was on a glove like you wouldn't even know what this man looks like you wouldn't even know if it was a mannequin yeah like that's just how i am normally so i can't imagine that that day that comes that i am in a relationship unless he's already in this space that i would bring him you know, on my vacation, because usually I'm taking the vacation to get away from my normal life. <laughs> but in the back <laughs> of your head, you see how the relationships go that are actually in this space. And right. sometimes it is it's it adds a whole nother. Right. L- yeah, I couldn't pressure. imagine. I yeah. couldn't imagine. That seems like it can be intense. So I don't know. Um, uh, Which panels are you doing at BravoCon? Who I'm doing a lot of them. Yeah. So there's like a probably a winter house panel, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And then you're probably on like a greatest hits panel or something. All the dynamic do is with watch what happens live. Okay. That's yeah. going to be really fun. Me and Preston. Oh, that's all. I love together. Preston. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anybody that you are really excited to see in terms of the Bravo universe that you have not met yet? Ooh, there's a lot. Like, is there anybody you'd freak out about? I won't know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very chill. I'm very chill. Unless Rihanna is there, then I'm losing my mind. We are announcing Rihanna will be right. there on Saturday night of BravoCon. Yeah. Anything beyond that, um, I really want to meet Dorit, Erica Jane, Garcelle. Like the the Beverly Hills. Are you, are you are going to go see Erica Jane show in Vegas while you're there? Bet it all on blonde. It's there's know. only is like she, eight dollar tickets from what they they're, they're selling. Is she very, performing? She is going to be not. Like, I think we're on a panel together. Oh my goodness. I think we're doing something together and I'm really excited. That's about what that. I want to know is like the behind the scenes stuff with you guys. Like I wish there was a documentary of just you guys meeting each other know, right? and then like kind of the conversations that you get into. Right. And to yeah. see who watches your show. That part. I'm curious. I'm like, you saw me in the hot tub or? <laughs> 
This Alex, man, I, I really think that was like one of the greatest moments I've seen this year. It's like always those really awkward moments that stick in your head. And it was like, I, I was like, oh, I can't wait to meme this like yeah. just down the line because it just really stood out in that moment when you're filming that though. Like, I just can't imagine what you're actually going through. And then to realize there's cameras on you as well. Yeah. And you actually like looking back on it, I see myself actually see the camera i didn't see it before and when he when i turn around i, I look and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> the camera's like yes and i was like you oh yeah it. you're there i it. forgot about this <laughs> um uh i asked you this before we did the interview but because I, I, I was like, you have to be DJing at BravoCon because you are a professional DJ. I know. Why are you not DJing really, at BravoCon? I really, we really tried to work on it and we could not. I feel like it's a no brainer. We couldn't make it happen. I mean, you, you've, you've done NBA parties. You've done like, I, I mean, like you are the real deal. Like where can we see you DJ? So I usually do like parties. So I'll usually do a birthday party or a brand party, a fashion party. Like usually it's, it's in a theme. I don't, you know, have a residency anywhere. Um, you might see me at Temple Bar soon, though, working on that, <laughs> just throwing that out there. But yeah, I'm I'm just a free agent with everything that I do. I asked you this the first time I talked to you, but what uh, what do you love to spin right now? Like what is, I mean, what is uh, the, the music that you're like, I love this track and I add it to every set I do? Oof. Um, I always use Vibrant Thing. Yeah, Q-Tip, um, yeah. With Q-Tip, that's my favorite music video. I love that. Lately, Ski Ski has been a bop for me. Um, sexy Red is just a vibe. Uh, I always use Orange Soda um, by Baby Keem. Yeah. And always some Drake in there. And it, what do you think of the new album? It's long. Yeah, I haven't added any of his new stuff to my sets oh, yet. Uh, Drake. But I usually don't like new projects until like the fourth time I've heard them. Yeah. I never like anything the first time I've heard it. Uh, is any Beyonce on your list? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Break you My Soul is always in there. And I love um, Before I Let Go. Before I Let Go. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else is coming up for you? Uh, I was reading a little bit about your nonprofit. Is there anything happening there? And also like, I feel like when you get into this space, you have this opportunity to really use it in great ways like the nonprofit, but then also like, is there, I mean, do we have a skin line coming? Do we have like, what is coming up for you, Jordan? So funny that you ask. <laughs> I have a love for potatoes, as many of you know. So I'm starting a little lifestyle brand. It's called Club Potet. Okay. So you'll see a little glimpse of it at BravoCon with my little sweatsuit getting ready with me. Club Potet. Club Potet. This is the potato club. This is like club Renaissance. This is club. Basically, this it's is, about to be a movement. <laughs> it's about it. to be a movement and a vibe. <laughs> Anything with potatoes and vibe. I'm here for finally somebody that's like There's speaking up for potatoes, a whole community of us. There's, we Don't are, sleep on the tape. We are legion. We're okay. out here. So Club Potet, which we'll find out more about at BravoCon. Yes. My swim line is coming out in December. 844 swim. Alex, you do not get to wear any of her <laughs> swim line. Just we're telling you that now. I might have a little something for him. I might have a little something for him too. <laughs> yeah. So those are the main things. And then my nonprofit, we are working on a partnership for our workshops because we used to have a physical space, but we closed it um, back in March. Yeah. So we're in the middle of negotiating a physical space for you guys to come see us and do our workshops and yeah. continue to support the women yeah. in our community. I mean, you seem like such a positive person and you kind of have this glow about you. Um, are you just in the best place right now? Like, do you, are you loving your life? Ironically over the summer and up until September, I was going through a serious bout of depression. Um, I actually suffer from alopecia. And so my hair was falling out. I felt like I was gaining weight. Like I was just like, stressed yeah. with a T at the end. Yeah. And I feel like the last couple of weeks I've really come out of it and I'm like in a very good space and I'm like, you know what? I'm doing things. Things are happening. Like I feel like I can woosah. Yeah. Yes. Well, we talk about mental health a lot on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So thank you for even sharing that yeah. with us because I think the, um, you know, we would all think, Oh, your life's perfect. Oh my gosh. Everything's going for you. Yeah. And I think it really does help for people to hear that it, people we think that has that have everything perfect. Sometimes that's not the reality of the situation. Oh, absolutely not. Like the way my anxiety is set up, 
what? Yeah, it can be crippling. It can be crippling. And then to add all of us on top of it, we're always (laughs) like, hey, who are you making out with? Like, that's got to be insane for you. It's weird. But honestly, I feel like when I log off, it, I'm tapped out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. when I log off, it, it it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. But when I'm tapped in, I'm like, okay. Ooh. Sky's falling. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So you guys, Jordan Emmanuel, Winter House, you need to watch this show. It is only two episodes in and I'm telling you, it is just one of those easy breezy shows that you actually have fun with. You get a little dirt, you get a little action, you watch Alex move in slow-mo. It's really, (laughs) truly fun to watch. Then we have season two of Summer House Martha's Vineyard. All you have to do is watch like eight episodes to catch up if you haven't yet. It is all on demand. They make it so easy for you to watch. And this show actually meant something to me. I thought it was so good on Sunday nights. I cannot wait for a second season. Then, of course, we've got uh, Club Potet. We've got the swim line. We've got the BravoCon appearances. (laughs) Everything is coming up, Jordan Emmanuel. Thank you so much for being here and being an in-studio guest. I really appreciate it. I always love chatting with you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So bad it's good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Batches.